Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So that's what we're going to try to do in this segment is to try and get creative with some of these plays and maybe find you guys some value in betting on the NLCS and ALCS uh, games. Jenks, when was the first time you really started diving into more creative bets? Because when you first start oh. betting – you're literally just saying, okay, I'm going to bet on the NFL. I'm going to bet against the spread. And usually mm-hmm. the mindset there is like, I think this team's going to win. We'll take them to cover a touchdown. When did you start really diving in to other ways to bet on games? Honestly, I think it was listening to you. I'm not, I'm not kidding because you would always say and still say, let's find a more creative way to bet on this game. And it's easy to get stuck on totals and sides. And so many times I'm like, I don't, I want to bet on this. I feel like there's something there, but, but I don't like the price here. And so I can hear you saying, well, let's find a more creative way. And so that sort of spurred me to say, all right, let me look at a team total. Maybe let me look at a strikeout prop. I'm not big on strikeout props, but let me look at different ways I can find maybe a player prop. There are, First myriad five ways. First five bets, which is something mm-hmm. that I love to do. So there are myriad ways to bet on any game. Sometimes you just have to do a little bit more work to sort of find the value that you're looking for or find the bet that you're looking for. Sometimes you have to shop around and go to different books because different books have different bets, different values. So I think it was sort of listening to you opening me up to the idea that, hey, it's because it can be overwhelming. Also, I think it mm-hmm. came with experience, too. When you first start betting, and I talk to a lot of people who are just now getting into it, and they say, you know, it's it can be a little confusing. And I'm like, yes, I, I totally agree. It can. So once you sort of master the basics of at least understanding, nobody masters sports betting, but once you master the, okay, I, I get the basics now as far as totals and sides, now I can explore and expand my knowledge base. So I think it's time and spending some time listening to you because you're a betting gal. And there are ways to be creative. So I think that's how. I think this is also a way to kind of sidestep some of the sharpest lines in betting. Because these sharpest lines in all of betting are betting on NFL sides. That's why I feel like you don't see either of us making a ton of NFL plays for our official plays. These are the hardest bets to hit. So I think my advice, if you're a fan of a team or like a sport and you follow something really closely... If there is one thing you know about a team, there's probably a very specific way you can bet on it. Because I said this earlier, I go on the radio in Nashville every week talking about the Titans. 
I don't want to bet on the Titans on a side because they are a yeah. very unpredictable team. Their great defense kind of keeps them in it, but their offense is very hit or miss. But one thing you can count on for the Titans, it feels like, if you watch these games, they always have a ton of field goals. Did you know you yeah. can bet on field goal props? So maybe <laughs> that's the way that you bet on Titans games moving forward because they have a great red zone defense. And also they have a really good field goal kicker in Nick Folk, who knock on wood has been pretty solid for the Titans this year. So I think that's what you do. You try to eliminate as many factors as possible, narrow down the market and play something that you have noticed. And it can be very specific because that's the great thing about sports books these days. They give you limitless options mm -hmm. over at BetMGM. Uh, so let's dive into some of those options in the baseball world tonight. Let's start off with the Astros and the Rangers. Uh, game five of the ALCS, the series now tied at two games apiece. Uh, we've got Houston and Texas at a pick -em in this one. Total of eight and a half runs. Justin Verlander gets the ball for the Strohs and Jordan Montgomery throws for the Rangers. So, Jenks, we've talked about both of these offenses being red hot, but now we yep. get the best pitching matchup where we see the aces of both staff. So is there a way that you would play this game? Oh, no, there's not. Here's what I would do, though. <laughs> I, I'm not going to play this game. I think I would. I kind of like the first five under, but God, do you really want to play an under with the way the Astros are hitting the ball and with the way we know the Rangers can hit the ball. First five under is set at four and a half. It's minus 115. Justin Verlander has been very good. Pitched six shutout innings against the Twins. Was great in game one against the Rangers. Gave up two runs in six and two thirds. Just didn't get any run support. And this is a rematch of that game one battle. And Jordan Montgomery, look, he's been a revelation for the Rangers. He had one, he's had one bad start in his last seven, going back to the regular season. That was against the Orioles in the wild card round. Outside of that, he has allowed one run or less in every single start. So he's been really good. I don't feel great about it because these are two very good first five teams. Either of these squads can heat up quickly, which we saw yesterday, particularly with the Astros. But I would lean first five under four and a half but not my favorite bet on the card. It makes me very nervous to play any kind yes. of under in this series because even when they're getting recording outs, these guys are flying out mm -hmm. to the wall. There are so many fly balls in this game, and we've seen a lot of power hitters come to the plate and really do some damage. So with one swift swing of the bat, that could be your, be your first five under, and that makes me very nervous. I think I would still play an over in this game if I had to play something. Mm -hmm. I would bump it down to eight and hit the over because even if Justin Verlander and Jordan Montgomery each give up a pair of runs, say they both have quality starts here. I think both these bullpens are capable of giving up a couple runs as well. The Rangers have been really worn thin in their bullpen depth. They didn't throw many of their high leverage guys last night because they were losing by so much, but still even their best guys, uh, Aroldis Chapman, fully capable of giving up a home run. We've seen him do it before against mm -hmm. this Astros lineup. We were just talking about very specific things to bet on. I was looking at one prop in this game. So if you don't want to play a side, because have do you like a side here? I feel like it's a toss-up. Like, I don't uh, think I will even want to go down that road. Yeah, I don't either. I would, I would take the Astros just based on how good they've been away from home, which we've talked about a lot on this show during the week. But ultimately, this is a true coin flip. I would stay away from a side. 
Yeah, uh, I think for me, the one very specific way to maybe play this is if you continue to ride the hot bat of Jose Altuve, his hits plus runs mm -hmm. plus RBI over one and a half is minus 140, I believe. Maybe that's the way you play it because nobody has been better in the postseason than Jose Altuve, at least in the last couple of games against the Rangers at Globe Life Park. Guys raking. He's had five total bases in each of the last two games. And we know this guy is a postseason legend. They were showing the graphic on the screen last night of like his postseason home runs. He's up there with like the best of the best. I think he is like top four all time in postseason uh, career home run. So I think that's the very specific way that I would play this game. Is there any other takeaways or what's the opposite of takeaways? Like going in, take-ins to this game that you think people should know uh, before betting on it? You're muted. The only thing I would say is that, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like if the... If the Rangers lose this game, then yeah. they are going to lose the series. That's the way I feel, mm -hmm. just because of the way the Astros just sort of come alive in the postseason. And now the momentum has completely shifted. And this will just take the air out of Texas based on how they started this series. So that's my takeaway. The Rangers must win this game. Because here's the thing. If the Rangers win, I still think the Astros are absolutely in it. But if the Astros win, I think the Rangers are cooked. Yeah, and it's reflected in the odds because I thought to myself, oh, maybe we can get the Astros a big plus money to win the World Series. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, the Astros have the second shortest odds to win the World Series. They are plus 200 right now over at BetMGM and minus 135 to win the ALCS. So all that value is swiftly gone. Remember, what was it, two days ago, they were plus 750 to win the World Series? That's why mm -hmm. timing is so important when playing the futures market. All right, so let's look at the favorite to win the World Series. The Phillies, they are still leading the series over the Diamondbacks, two games to one. We've got game four tonight uh, in the desert. Phillies minus 135 on the money line. Arizona plus 110, a very similar price to what we saw last night. Total of mm -hmm. nine and a half runs. This is a bullpen game. Uh, Christopher Sanchez is starting for the Phillies, but um, I'm not sure how long he's going to go. Then I sure I think it's Joe Mantiply who's starting for Arizona, but again, it's a bullpen game for both sides. So Jenks, do you have a side you like here? Yes, I do. I really like the Phillies here a lot. And when you talk about Joe Mantiply on the mound, he will probably go like an inning at most, Chelsea. Seriously, this is a true bullpen game for Arizona. He came in and performed a little mop-up duty against the Phillies back in game two. He immediately got tagged for three earned runs in one-third of an inning. He also happened to face the Phillies in the desert back on June 13th. Guess what happened? He got crushed for six hits, four earned runs, in just three innings of work. And Christopher Sanchez first started the postseason, but he was much better on the road than at home. ERA of only 2.08. And honestly, I just don't see the Phillies' bats going cold for a second straight night. It took everything Arizona had to win that game last night. I know it was a low-scoring game, and you couldn't bank on those Phillies bats, but, man, Eric was talking about it. Yeah, Arizona won. It was dramatic. It was a great baseball game, but it took everything for Arizona to win. I just don't see it happening tonight. I think it's a fair price on the Phillies, so give me Philadelphia on the money line. 
I definitely agree with you. And I think that's probably the case. Now I have to fight the emotional battle of playing a team that just burned me. Because I bet on the Phillies last night at this price, saying this is a bargain for the Phillies. Uh, but you're right. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks have used all of their pitching. I do think it's the case. Now I need to um, try to, you know, woman up and actually bet on this game. Other bets, we were talking about creative ways. Bryce Harper over his walks prop, uh, over just a half walk is uh, minus 105, a very solid price on somebody who has been getting a bunch of walks in the postseason because nobody wants to pitch to him when runners are on base. Plus, Alec Bohm has really struggled. If he's behind him in the lineup again, Alec Bohm hitting 188. And then the final one from me, head-to-head props, Cattell Marte, more hits than Alec Bohm. It's like plus money. I think it's even money. Alec Bohm has struggled. Cattell Marte has had a hit in every single postseason game. He had the big one last night, and I think he's going to be the bigger man tonight. So a plus money play to wrap things up. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.